it's Samantha and Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body positivity and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode will explore different aspects of body positivity and will share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. All right, Danielle. So this is our second episode. Um, Thank you to everyone who has listened so far and given us feedback. Um, We hope that you'll continue to listen and subscribe and rate and also just let us know if there's any particular topic that you'd like for us to go over. Um, We're definitely open to, you know, kind of getting out of our comfort zone and talking about things that other people want to hear about. Um, so the first thing that I think Danielle and I are going to do each episode is kind of talk about a couple people who are following on Instagram who have really inspired us this week. Um, so Danielle, do you want to tell people the two influencers that, um, you've been really into? Yeah. Um, so the first one is Carnations and Lace on Instagram. She's a black freelance curvy model. Um, she has the cutest outfits, such a cute little family. Um, she does try-ons frequently, and I really love seeing like what she's buying for inspiration. Um, the second one that I've been loving so far is Rosie Beam on Instagram, another body-positive girl. Uh, she's really open about her mental health struggles and highlights a lot of different body types on her account, which I love. What about you? Cool. Um, I was just I was just laughing because Danielle and I are also FaceTiming, and uh, while she was talking, I was just staring at her boob the whole time. It was really nice, really lovely. Thank you so um, much. Anyway, so the first, so the first person is Spines Vines, and we'll put all of these in the show notes. But so her um, bio says that she reads reviews and pairs books with wine, which is right up my alley. And I fully appreciate. I'm gonna follow anyone her who right does. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of girl. Um, and then the other person is the Pull It Together podcast. Um, I'm actually blanking on what her actual handle is. It's Pull It Together Pod. And so her bio says, a podcast for women redefining what it means to be creative on their own terms. And I've just found her to be really uplifting. And also, she's a fellow podcast host. So check her out. Um, So yeah, I guess the main gist of our episode today is talking about size inclusivity. And so... um, I think that a lot of us have experienced that moment when you're in a store and you think you're one size and then you have to go up like three sizes and you all of a sudden feel really crappy about your body. (laughs) Um, So we just kind of want to talk about that. um, The thought process behind why businesses or brands might not be size inclusive and also just how it affects our uh, confidence. So Danielle, what is your experience with shopping for clothes? Yeah, so um, it varies depending on the day and the store, I think. 
But when I was younger, I wanted to shop at stores that all of my friends were, like, able to shop in. Um, there were definitely a lot of tears in the dressing room um, when a brand would only carry up to a size large. I feel like it almost made me feel like my body wasn't worth dressing cute. Um, it was almost like this brand doesn't see my body size as like worthy of making clothes for. So it made me just really hate my body even more. Um, the inconsistency in sizing, like you just mentioned, was also really weird. Um, just like how did I have jeans that were a size 12 maybe and then also like had to size up to a 16 um, in other brands? It just like really didn't make sense. And I definitely remember like feeling very triggered when I did have to size up so much. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, so I recently, um, for New Year's Eve, Danielle had tried to help me find an outfit that I like had this picture of an outfit that I really wanted to wear in my mind. And, um, it was just, it, it was so simple in my head, but it was like the most difficult outfit to find. And, um, <laughs> I really wanted like velvet or suede bell bottoms. She was like a woman on a yeah, mission. Yeah, I, I wanted sure. that with like some kind of chunky sweatshirt. So I had this vision in my mind. I was like, I need this. I need to wear it. And so Danielle and I went to no less than probably 10 different stores. And um, I mean, it's, it was just crazy. Like I, I was looking for a stretchy pair of pants <laughs> and I could not find any that fit. And it's like, you know, they would fit up until my thighs and then they wouldn't even get over my legs. So just going through that whole experience was, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I, I feel like I need to lose weight or something. But really, it's not, it wasn't a reflection of me. It was a reflection of the fact that brands need to think about the sizes that they're putting out there. And, you know, maybe consider that and so anyway that was that was a recent experience that like kind of scarred me a little bit um and so yeah I guess um just kind of relating that back to body confidence Danielle like how would you say those experiences growing up and now have affected your confidence yeah so it was like pretty tough I feel like I've always like really loved fashion and that was hurtful to feel like it didn't love me back is like how I would say it. Um, thankfully in more recent years with more brands being size inclusive and also like a combination of me learning to accept my body at any size, um, shopping is a more positive experience now. Um, there are still times when, like, I love a dress that I see on Instagram and wish it came in my size, but I've noticed, like, a switch in my mindset that instead of wishing my body was smaller, I'm thinking, oh, I wish this brand was more size-inclusive, and I think that's an important mentality um, to have. Yeah, for sure, and and not to mention that, um, you know, a lot of the models that are shown – I'm sorry if you can hear Tucker going to town on his toy. Um, but a lot of the models that are shown on websites are, I mean, 
they're very skinny <laughs> and they're not exactly like your um you know everyday person that you would see on the street and um i read that it was believed that um a size 14 was the most average size of an Amer- of the american woman but actually it's it's bigger than that it's a 16 um and I'll include that article where I found that in the show notes. But uh, just like you said, thinking of that instead of like thinking about what the average size of an American woman is rather than like what's the size that I'm fitting into in the stores. I think that can really help shift your per- perspective that it's not your fault that you're not fitting into these clothes. It's the brand's fault that you're not fitting into these clothes. Right. Definitely. Um, I've also heard, like, my body size being described as, like, mid-size, um, which means that I'm, like, right between straight sizing and plus sizing. Um, so, like, numbers-wise, I can usually wear, like, an extra large or a double extra large in straight sizing or, like, a zero to one X in plus size. So I'm right in between there. So even though I might not feel like there are many options with brands and sizing, at least I have those options at the very least because there are women in bodies much bigger who like they don't have any options. (laughs) Right. And brands love to pat themselves on the back when they're like, we go up to size 18, like good for you. I don't, do you want a cookie for that? Like I'm so confused. The thing is like your size doesn't mean like that you're cat it doesn't categorize you I don't think into like straight or plus because there's so many more nuances to it like you could have a lot of curves so that could make you go up in size a little bit like when looking for clothes but I'd love to get your thoughts on like just the the PR of it, like the, the wording of it, the wording of straight sizes versus plus sizes. Like, how does that make you feel when you do have to like meander over to the plus size section? Like, how does that make you feel as a consumer? Yeah. So I don't love the phrase plus size. And I think that's because I associate it with like this small section of clothes in stores when I was younger that just seems like kind of frumpy, cut really largely and just like not flattering um, shapes, just like not cute. Um, I personally prefer the word curvy, but I think that's just personal preference. Um, And I do think that it's important for brands to not just consider sizes, but also like proportions of the person, like what you were just saying. Um, because a size 16, like that can vary so much. Um, maybe they do have a bigger booty and they need to size up to an 18 or if they need to size up two sizes and you only carry up to an 18, like they're screwed. (laughs) Um, yeah, for sure. And I think that I have seen some brands respond to people like in the Instagram comments when people are like, I really want you to carry plus sizes. When are you going to carry these sizes above an XXL? Like Mm -hmm. what's the timeline? And I, in the past, a lot of the times I've seen the response, well, right now it's just not a good business decision for us. 
um, it's not a good business decision it- to include people <laughs> in your business model. Like I'm so confused. So uh, 67% of American women are a size 14. What's not a good business decision about including those people in your business To model? include the majority of women who would be wanting to shop for your clothes. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, ju- and, and just, I mean, since I'm in communications, like just that kind of response blows my mind. And I, I do think that people have been saying that less and less because essentially by saying that, you're saying, I don't care enough about you right. <laughs> to view the options that you want right and like every single size and shape like is worthy of dressing the way that they want to dress and it's like about time that brands see that just like across the board yeah and that's another good point because I I read that a lot of times and again I think it is getting better but a lot of times um you know the clothes categorized as plus size wouldn't wouldn't be with the trends that are happening right now they'd be more like frumpy or shapeless or you know just uh plain like you're basically saying to them you should only wear black because that makes you look slimmer what if that's not their goal (laughs) like what if they just want to wear a fun pattern yeah and it's like encouraging them to wear like shapeless clothes so that they can hide their body and like Mm -hmm. what if you don't want to hide your body like that shouldn't be Mm -hmm. anybody's goal like (laughs) but it's just frustrating that brands still see that a little bit yeah and that again goes back to like that affects people's confidence when you're trying to impress upon them that they should only wear one kind of cut one kind of color like that has been um, hammered into our heads yeah. since we were little. And so, you know, that's why when we wear bathing suits to the beach or, you know, we want to wear a really pretty dress, like we look, I feel like I look for things that will hide parts of my body mm-hmm. because it's been hammered into my head that I should. Well, I think the word, like, flattering, like, we all want to wear whatever looks the most, like, flattering on our bodies, but, like, what about Mm -hmm. just wearing whatever the heck you want? (laughs) Yeah, another thing that, like, I feel like makes a big difference in size inclusivity, though, is, like, the models that we're seeing, like you mentioned, like, If I see a girl who is a size two on a website, I've been doing way too much online shopping, by the way. (laughs) But if I see a girl who's a size two, like I have no clue what that shirt is going to look like on my body. Right. So it would be like beneficial to brands to represent all different body types so that we can all see like what it will look like on. Yeah, because you're going to send it back. Yeah, I have so many clothes to return right now because it just didn't work out. And chances are they were, I saw the clothes, like the clothes on a smaller body. Yeah. I think that Aerie does a really good job of kind of portraying just your everyday woman's body type. I think um, whenever I go on their website, I feel like I can usually find a model that has similar sizing to me 
Um, yeah, I think they they're like incredible, and especially with their unretouched photos, I think that's a big one. Just like they're showing freckles and cellulite and whatever else, and like those are not things to be ashamed of. Um, so a couple other brands that I just wanted to mention that I do think, at least online, do a great job of representing different body types are, like, made well and locked. Um, but I do know that, like, in-person stores still have a lot of work to do. Um, his plus-size bodies, like, we want to be able to try clothes on in-store, too, and, like, see how it looks have that experience with our friends, like that sort of thing. So they, those brands have like a large selection online. And then from what I've noticed and what I'm hearing online, um, not so much in person. So that's another thing that I think those stores should work on a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you're going to the mall, especially when you're young, you want to hang out with your friends. You don't want to have to go to another section. Um, even, you know, I just don't think it should be a different section. Like just put them in the same section. Right. Um, just have more sizes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at the same time, like I'm, I'm very glad that stores are stepping up, but it's, mm-hmm. it's also really sad when I s- sit back and think about it, that it's even taken this long um, to do this and we're nowhere near where it needs to be. Like it's, it's honestly really, really sad. Um, and all of these things, uh, affect people's thoughts about their own bodies. Like these are the things that subconsciously make you doubt whether you have a beautiful body and it's just not right. And like, I, I hope that, you know, if I have kids um, and if I have a daughter, I really hope that by that point in time, it can be more inclusive so that she doesn't have to go through the things that, you know, people in our generation and before have. Yeah, definitely. And that's our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed it and that you're excited to continue exploring these topics. Again, let us know if you have any ideas or guests that you want to have on. If you want to be a guest, let us know. We're down. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to like hang out with you. (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor.